Welcome, it's Reverend Tasha Blackburn with First Presbyterian Church and the One Pres Pod. This is Faith Life, where I interview members of the church about their faith and life, all in seven questions or less. Enjoy the conversation. Hey there, it's Reverend Tasha Blackburn, and I'm back with another episode of Faith Life. And I am with Merlin Aubrey today. Hello, Merlin. Hello, Tasha. Merlin, I am greeting you uh, in the basement of your home. You are laid up for a month after foot surgery. That's right. On pain medication. Right. And I said, let's record. Okay. (laughs) This could be very interesting. Oh, I'm hoping. (laughs) I'm really hoping that you really upped the medication before I got here. And, you know, so it's going to be interesting on several levels. You also have construction going on upstairs. So, folks, if you hear anything in the background, just ignore it. There's a lot going on. Right? Hey, listen, you know, um, it's upstairs, but it it falls all over the house. So it's okay. (laughs) We'll just keep going. Of course. Okay, now I introduced last episode, first episode, uh, with Ed Nugent, the seven questions, which I'm actually hoping will become notorious. Uh, That would be a goal, that they would be the notorious seven. But the first one, can we just jump right in? Sure, jump right in. Okay, at this place in your life, Christmas or Easter? Well, I'm not going to help you with this. Okay, fine, don't help. I, I can't, because they're so intertwined to me. I I can't choose. Both are celebrations, different reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, Christmas, of course, is all joy and expectation of what's coming. And, of course, there's been so much sadness at Easter time. But then the joy is that we get to have a new beginning in both ways. Mm -hmm. You know, and how nice it would be if you lost someone that you cared about and you leaned on Mm-hmm. And you got to see them just one more time. Mm-hmm. And knowing that they're going to say to you, I'll be in your heart forever. Mm-hmm. I'll be there to guide you. So I think that's a joyous occasion. So what I'm hearing is you refuse to answer the first question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't this, choose. This is going to go great. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm no, not I, always cooperative. Well, and they are. They are related. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, we just you know this is a a minor thing but uh the color in church for each is white because they are they are partner seat they're partner holidays so yeah i mean there you go i i think it is and it's and it speaks of birth which is certainly a miracle Mm -hmm. and you know the story in between sure is interesting oh yeah okay so let's dig into some of that story in between uh for your life in particular so what is your first or one of your first memories of being in worship? My dad's parents. Okay. They live in eastern Arkansas. And um, Brinkley, you notice when you go down the highway, but Hunter had one little store. It had a little seat in the, in the little window where you could sit and look outside while grandmother did the shopping. Wood floors. And then you went across the highway and down the road, three and a half miles. Then you went left, which I don't know whether it was east or west. And you drove another one and a half miles, and there you were in the middle of all the fields in this little tiny house that did not have indoor plumbing. And that was my favorite place in the world. Hunter, Arkansas. Yes. 
and my grandmother used to read the Bible to me. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother never treated me like a child. Um, I think maybe because she didn't have a lot of company. And we just enjoyed each other's company. And I spent a lot of time there, especially mm-hmm. in the summers. And we had church at home unless it was Christmas or Easter. And then we would get all dressed up in our finest clothes, which was not fine at all, but it was clean and starched. It was your finest clothes. Yes, it was. And uh, go to church. And sometimes in the summer, we would go to a tent revival. Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you, as a child, that just puts fear in your heart. I mean, fear in your heart. To this day, I cannot have someone walk up to me and ask me a direct question without preparation. Because it wasn't anything for them to walk up to you and look in your face and go, are you saved? I didn't even know what that meant. I thought it was green stamps. You know, we, we saved green stamps. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. You should have said, we've saved them. We've saved them. Yeah. <laughs> so what, okay, so you say you had church or worship in their house. So what would that look like? What's your memory of that? We would read the Bible. We would sit in the living room Mm -hmm. and Grandpa would read from the Bible. Mm -hmm. And then we would discuss what that meant. Mm -hmm. And they would tell me what it meant to them. Mm -hmm. They were hardworking farmers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they depended on the Lord Mm -hmm. for everything they had. I mean, you know, it was a a, a very integral part of their life was their faith. And, um, you know, they, they taught me to lean on the Lord mm-hmm. and to ask questions and to study His Word. Mm-hmm. The hard part about that is I have a horrible memory. But that means it's new each morning. Well, you know, it kind of is. <laughs> uh, we've been studying uh, the Minor Prophets yes. uh, in Sunday school. And yes. Phil asked me a question in church the other day. And... Um, that he wanted to know the woman's name. Yeah, I think and the answer was Gomer. Gomer. Right, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I just went blank. And, and <laughs> after I told him, I said, I can tell the story. Uh-huh. Just don't ask me the name. Exactly. You know, so afterward we were discussing that, you know, memory's different. Some people can just spout off names and dates. I can tell you the story and the meaning of the story, and I think that started with my grandparents. Exactly. Yeah. So when you think about, that leads to question three, sort of, um, and maybe it's them, maybe it's someone else you want to highlight, but when you look back, who has been a wise guide for you? Who who really guided you in the faith? Well, they would be one on the list, Uh but I have many. Because of my job, I come in contact with lots of people okay and say say what your job is okay I'm I'm a hairstylist yeah and um, I've done everything from teaching doing pageants with young girls you know I'm I'm a colorist Um, and when you in school they tell you don't talk about certain subjects religion money sex you know Mm -hmm. that so uh, but what are you gonna talk about after 45 years of having someone sit in your chair you know, it, you just yeah. can't so many times go, yeah. so, how's the hair today? Yeah. Are you up for a change? Uh, is there anything I can help you with? Yeah. That takes about 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so we eventually get into, especially with people you become friends with, mm-hmm. 
you get into subjects that you can really talk about Mm -hmm. and watching them go through their Mm. ups and downs of life uh, the the real difficult times you know you learn so much from people and every time it's they have faith Mm -hmm. and some is stronger than others but the ones who look like they're handling everything pretty well they have a great faith Mm -hmm. and uh, I love being able to talk to them about that do you have anyone you think of in particular you don't have to say their name if you don't want but and maybe you don't have anyone in particular but is there anyone over the years that you've thought oh my you know you faced this and this and me watching how you handled that taught me I can name six of my clients right now yeah would be considered that they're they're going to hell and back right now Mm-hmm. Crucial illness, um, you know, crucial disease that suddenly strikes, you know, um, really tough stuff, really tough stuff. And what have you learned about faith from seeing that? You see so many people, you know, what have you learned about faith? My, my faith journey started with my grandparents, mm-hmm. but then my dad married. And we moved to Fort Smith. And I went to another church here in town because my parents were members, but they were what we lovingly call CEOs, Christmas and Easter only. <laughs> but I got enjoyed it, invited to join their youth group. Yeah. That's where the arrow struck me right in the heart. Um, the people there, they had something that I needed. Mm-hmm. that I needed to make me stronger, to make me better, to make me feel worthy. Mm. Um, and in that church, I think that's that was a, a, a big part of, of my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that I was uh, in the choir, and Mary McDonald, who was at our church forever and ever, mm-hmm. I sang in her choir, but when I went to First Presbyterian, she had no memory of me because there was no one attached to me. There were no parents, there were no brothers and sisters. There was this little girl that came in and sang. Mm -hmm. Well, when I decided I wanted to join the church, of course, I didn't know you had to ask. So they announced one Sunday that that they were going to accept new members that day and would, if you would like to join the church, would you please come forward? Well, I just jumped up and went forward. How old were you? I was 12. And the pastor looked at me and he said, well, hello there, young lady. What's your name? Merlin Carey. He said, and you want to join the church? Yes, sir. <laughs> did you really? I did. Can you imagine the pastor, what was going through his mind? Yeah. Help yeah. me. Um, <laughs> so exactly. he asked the congregation, he said, does anyone uh, here know Merlin uh, well enough that they would like to come stand with her while she becomes a member of our Aww. congregation? And uh, they did. And it was a couple that, that I had been in Sunday school. Um, and they came up and I joined the church. Isn't, I didn't know that story. Yeah. That's Isn't that amazing? amazing? <laughs> oh, that is amazing. The, I'm picturing this 12-year-old uh, part of you. That's, that's, that's amazing um, gumption and amazing faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just kind of a, 
a little bit of a little bit of spine in there too, you know. Oh, you know, I don't think I'm I lack for that much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so from you know that twelve-year-old who hopped up and came down to the front of the church to now, these next questions are partners to each other. So I'll let you take them in whatever order you want to take them. Okay. Uh, but from then to now, what's a time that it's like, golly, my faith was really struggling at this time. And here's why I think, or, or, or what happened, or, or what came of it. And partnered with, this was a time when, boy, I was, I just had faith bubbling over. You know, it was a real high time of my faith. What, what have been some of those times for you? Um, a family member was murdered. That was a very low time in my faith. And how old were you? I was uh, 25, and my brother and I were nine months apart. Uh, don't get all excited. We weren't close. Uh, you know, we just shared. shared a, his room was next to mine. Uh, but that was um, a lot to go through, and my mother died the same year, my stepmother, um, who, I, who was my mother as long as I can remember, you know, for the better part of my life. And then... Um, you know, I think when you have problems with your children, uh, making choices that you wish they wouldn't, it's, uh, it's a difficult time, and you wonder where God is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that, that would probably be my, my low times. Um, what did you learn out of them? I mean, none of us would wish any of that on anyone but we all walk through things. What did you learn? I learned to trust. I, I learned to trust. And it was because I knew that if I didn't learn to handle what life was evidently going to dish out, and everybody gets the dish, um, that I would not be have my faith. So I, I really wanted to be able to trust the Lord and I think that was my first beginnings of real growth. Uh, There's a lot of giving over that has to happen. Oh, absolutely. Some of us, not to name names, you and me, have control issues. Yes, we do. <laughs> and oh, so yes. to even begin that. Yes, it's a, it, it's a big deal to mm-hmm. hand your children over to God, not knowing what can happen. Mm. Uh, one of mine, I didn't know where he was for a year and a half. And I would see someone out, and they would go, how is so-and-so? And some days I could say, you know, I, we haven't heard from him yet, but I'm sure he's fine. And other times I would just burst into tears yeah. and go sit in my car and have a long conversation with God. You know, uh, it, trust trust is a big deal. I think it expands your faith miles to to be able to trust like that. And so then when you look at those valleys, what brought you out of them? What, yeah, what changed? Wow. Did it, is, does it, does it just take time? For me, it does. It does. Um, And again, sharing with other people who go through the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I, I have seen many times that I have been used 
here on earth to help someone see what God can do for them through a crisis. Yeah. The exact same things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I just think I just kept being used and grew. Mm -hmm. The pain eventually goes away. But sometimes yeah. it takes a long time. Yeah. There's your bathroom being constructed. I know. Look at that, everybody. Isn't that this exciting? is current events. Okay, so what about a high time in faith? What about a, a really overflowing, abundant time? I think I'm in it. Really? I do. I Tell think, me more about that. I think that my life right now, I can look back over my life and I can see my growth. I can see my path. Hmm. I can see that instead of being a young Christian and wanting God to do something for me, I finally figured out that he wasn't there just for me, that mm. he was there for everybody. Mm. And you know, the deeper I got into knowing myself and my faith, I wanted to start sharing it. And for an introvert, that's a really big thing, is to be able to open your mouth and talk about it. It took me years to be able to talk about it, even with my own children. They saw me go to church. Mm -hmm. They saw me do Bible studies, but I didn't talk to them about it. Mm -hmm. until they were adults mm -hmm. that's really so and and so time seems to play a large part I mean time is the you know through line of our lives of course but so time to have this perspective seems to be helping you absolutely you yeah. know have yeah. a little broader <laughs> view yeah yeah, yeah. And I think when you get to a, a peak for me is when I realize that, man, I, I really owe him something, mm. you know, because the goodness in my life, it's from him, mm -hmm. you know, and the way I make it through difficult times is to listen to my heart. I, I had a, I had a pastor one time, we used to have interesting discussions in my chair <laughs> um, she was the associate pastor at our church at one time, and she, she said, but faith isn't a feeling. I said, oh, I can't, I can't go along with you there. You know, I said, I'm not saying it's only a feeling. Yeah. But I said, you know, my faith is my, my feelings for me. Yeah. I'm not a scholar. I can't sit somebody down and say, oh, did you know, blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know, and this is the Let me year, walk you through five-point Calvinism. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not that person. Please don't do that to people, even if you are a... Uh, <laughs> even if you wanted to, please don't. I, I don't think they would listen. No. I think they, they would go, would, oh, look at the time. It's time for me to go home and scrub the more. floors. Even, yeah. Even for those of us who think of ourselves as sort of floating heads, um, <laughs> we, are, we are this sort of beautiful mishmash of, of brain, of heart... And gut, you know, and it's all—it's all important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, that's—I'm excited to hear that. Now is a high time. I think our audience would be excited to hear that because I don't know that a lot of people are feeling like a high time in their faith right now. They're—I uh, don't know. I, I get COVID the sense. has been so hard on people. Yeah. I know people will, and watching how it has affected them yeah has been very interesting yeah um i was in the hospital with covid mm -hmm. and home for five weeks on oxygen after and um you know honestly people go oh did you know you could die i said no i was too sick to know i could die 
you know, but I said after it was over and I thought back on it, I was very grateful that I still had a purpose to be here Mm -hmm. Um, because you and I've talked about death is not fearful to me. Um, Mm -hmm. I even told God in the hospital if it was my time that I understood, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that just comes from trusting that he's got my back. Mm -hmm. That's all those years of trust and giving over that you had to do in the low times. You bet. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So, how about, we're almost done, Merlin. This is good. Oh, my goodness. You're you're doing great. You're doing great. Uh, Number six of seven is, okay, so when you look back on your life, how do you think God has chosen to speak to you? Do you hear a voice? Is it through an activity? Is it in silence? Is it only years later? You know, you look back and go, oh, that was it. You know. You've had time now, as we've just said, you know. How does God speak to you? I feel really blessed. I feel like he speaks to me in a lot of different ways. But I think that comes from me wanting him to speak to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you feel about this, and I don't know if it'll freak people out. Just do it. I had a really (laughs) low time in our business that... Uh, you know, we weren't sure we were going to be able to stay in our building that we had built. Um, just a lot of things crashed. And I came home and I was doing my devotional and I started to cry. And I said, how are we going to take care of all of these people that have been entrusted to our care? You know, I, I don't know if we can do this. Mm-hmm. And I was reading a daily devotional book that I always read. And I read on the page, you are here to take care of my people. You will take care of those who need you, the lowest of the low and the highest of the high, and I will always be with you. I'll never forget that. It still gives me chills. I looked for that. I was going to frame it. It wasn't written in the book. Wow. It was not written in the book. I went through the whole book. And, uh, you know, I just felt like, okay, (laughs) I guess this means we're supposed to go on. Mm -hmm. But I went went for a doctor's appointment in in Northwest Arkansas Tuesday. And you see how beautiful it is today. Yeah. You you may have heard the birds a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's beautiful. I mean, you know, the, the clouds were so amazing. I started taking pictures. There were so many colors and so many layers, and then the sunset was just amazing. My friend said, look, it looks like an ocean of lava. I mean, it was just so amazingly beautiful. And then, you know, we we get up in the morning, we hear a bird singing. It's Mm -hmm. quiet enough that Mm -hmm. we can hear that. Um, I worship in quiet. Uh, If it gets too noisy, I lose my ability to focus in, you know, but I'm very visual, um, and I, I think that has a lot to do with how I worship. When you describe that, what, I, what I'm hearing is um, God's, your part in God speaking to you, and in, in, in having God speak to you, your part is an attentiveness, 
Right. I want to be attentive. Right. You know, it's it's literally flying past me on the highway, but I want to be attentive to it. Mm-hmm. And then also almost just kind of throwing yourself in the way. Like, I'm going to put myself, <laughs> you're reading the daily, the devotion, you know, yeah. whether you feel like it or not. Yeah. Uh, you're going to go uh, worship if I feel like it or not. I, I'm going to open this door uh, and step out into nature. I want to get in the way. Like, I want to be in the path uh, where if he's got something to say to me, I've at least put myself in the road. Does that make sense? It does, because I had a person say to me one time, how do you get to be 55 years old and be so naive? And I looked at her that and I... That seems like... Is that a compliment, a left-handed oh, compliment, or a I'm sure down? it wasn't. But, <laughs> but I looked at her and I said, uh, I think by choice, yeah. you know, I, I choose my path. Um, yeah. I, I try to surround myself with good people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the daily devotional... I've had days that were horrible. Well, at the end of the day, I realized I didn't prepare. I didn't read that morning. Uh, mm -hmm. So sometimes I slip over and read it at night, and I swear that might as well be written on the page, Merlin, this is what your day is going to be like today. Now, not all the time. Yeah. But, you know, this is what I wanted you to know this morning so you'd be able to handle yourself better and not get all shook up and, you know. (laughs) So... I'm working on it. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Okay, we come to the last question. Oh my gosh, really? Yes, okay. the last question. And it is, what is a part of your faith life that has deepened in the last decade? You know, I got to this question and I actually got excited. Okay. If you'd have asked me this three years ago, I would have had a horrible time answering it. But it's prayer. My prayer life. And I... I know several women that I call them my prayer warriors. Mm-hmm. And if I am doubting something or need to know something, I'll just call and say, I need you to pray for me, will you? You know, in this mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think part of learning to pray for me was praying for the people that I care about. Mm-hmm. And when, when I had clients who started having, especially clients, mm-hmm. who started having uh, medical difficulties and horrible things happen to them, um, in learning to talk to God about my concerns for them, it actually taught me that I, I could talk to Him. Mm-hmm. You know, because we were taught, you know, that you close your eyes, you get on your knees, and I, you know, I just can't go there. Mm-hmm. Um I do close my eyes because I have to block out everything. I'm just yeah. so visual. Yeah. Um, but being able to talk to God has been wonderful. And sometimes it's just like you and me having this conversation. Mm-hmm. I just sit and talk to him. I was going to say, is the is it a combination of you try to pray certain times in the day and keep that pattern combined with more uh, impromptu wait I'm in my car and I'm praying to you oh, or is it or is it all impromptu all no routine no, what is, what, it, it, what's it look like for it you? now comes to me whenever I feel the need whenever I feel the need and I, sometimes it's just an impromptu conversation in my car I don't play music in the car mm-hmm. I, that's I talk to God in the car mm-hmm. or I enjoy looking outside and seeing what's out there mm-hmm. um, sometimes I do have what we call um, 
a lot of us call uh, proper prayer time. But um, a lot of it's just when I feel the need. Somebody will pop in my head or some Mm -hmm. issue will pop into my head. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I I can't imagine being president right now. Mm. Um, You know, and I, I do pray for our leadership in our country because, you know, we don't really know what's going on. We get bits and pieces. We can have lots of opinions, but we we don't have any power. We can have lots (laughs) of opinions. But we don't Um, have to make the decisions either. You know, and I just think whenever the need arises, it's just so comfortable now for me, I just go ahead and jump right in. That's been a very joyful thing. And that's been a... That's been a, a, huge a deepening, change. a change. Very that's, big change. That's yeah. really exciting. For me, for sure it is. That's really exciting. And are you finding that the more you do it, then the more you do it? Yeah. Does that make sense? You know? No, I know exactly and, what you're saying. It gets easier. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be talking to him. Because, you know, sometimes I'm not happy with him. And well, boy, read the book of Psalms and exactly. you know you aren't the first one to get there. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, yeah, sometimes I tell him I'm really aggravated about this and That's I wish you would tell me what's going on. Yeah. You know, yeah, it is. I, I, you're, you hit the nail on the head. It is a full relationship. It's supposed to be a full relationship. Yes. Not yes. a, I've got to please great-grandma and great-grandma can only handle certain things. Exactly. So I better powder and, and clean up. And only say nice things. Yes. Yes. Right? Oh, my goodness. Hopefully. Oh, yeah, that's I not that our my relationship. <laughs> yeah. But, and I think so many of us do. I can only bring my best. And, and, of course, we want to bring our best. But our best is also our most honest, our realest, our fullest. And our best can be on Monday instead of Sunday. Well, yeah. You know? We just have to bring it when it's here. <laughs> bring it. I think that's a good note to end on. Okay. Merlin, I thank you so much for uh, being a part of this new venture. I was excited when you asked me. Okay, and I hope on this, uh, the pain in your foot is hopefully uh, more to deal with than the pain of this conversation. I mean, I don't want your foot to be painful, <laughs> but I hope that this conversation has not been up there at all. Yeah. No, no, it, you make it easy. It's oh. been fine. All right, everybody, we'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Faith, Life, and the conversation that came from it. You can enjoy more content at the One Prez Pod. If you'd like, you can like or follow us. Until next time, peace.